Minimalism is the movement that encourages you to live with less. Less stuff, less possessions, less clutter, and find more joy and more time to focus on what matters. So what is minimalish? It's the grace-filled way of doing the same thing. Sustainable, realistic minimalism that actually makes sense for your life. The Minimalish Podcast is here to help you make life lighter realistically. I'm your host, Desiree, and my passion is to help you create room for what matters to you by cutting the clutter and excess stuff in your home and your life. It's not just about decluttering and having a tidy home, but about how having less stuff will give you more time and more space to focus on creating the life you actually want to live. We'll talk about topics of minimalism, motherhood, simple, intentional living, and everything in between here on the show each week. Let's walk towards simple together. Hey friend, just popping in before this episode starts to let you know that this episode looks a little different than the more recent episodes of Minimalish. In the beginning, my husband and I started this podcast together as the Minimalist Family Podcast, and it's gone through a few changes along the way. I kept these episodes here because I still believe they are really foundational to explain the minimalism journey my family and I have been on, and they align with what Minimalish is all about. It's also pretty fun to have these early episodes on here where my husband and I are both sharing our thoughts on minimalism because, as his wife, his opinions and views on the topic are important to me. All right, that's enough explanation from me. Let's get to the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome back to the Minimalist Family Podcast. This is our second episode, so if you're here with us, we're so excited because that either means you listened to the first episode and you liked it enough to listen to another one or you skipped that one and you're starting fresh on this one. So if that's the case, um, we hope you enjoy. And today... I've got Nick here with me again. Yes, that's right. I'm here. (laughs) And we're going to talk about getting started with minimalism. Um, But before we do that, Nick, tell us a little bit about your past week. This past week, I went back to school. I'm a teacher. I'm an elementary phys ed teacher, so I do have the best job in the world. I get kids coming with lots of energy to the gymnasium, and we have a lot of fun teaching, hopefully, my students to be active and healthy for life and to be passionate about that. I love I love that part about my day, but it does bring me home pretty tired most days. So we've got a lot of changes going on over here as Nick starts at a new school and I am staying home full time with Gemma now. So just thought we'd let you in a little bit on what's happening behind the scenes over here, but let's just talk about um, getting started with minimalism. That's our topic today. Um, we're gonna talk about a little bit about our own experience, kind of how we started, but we know that that's not going to be everyone's experience, that everyone is different. So if you're excited about minimalism, if you have heard about it, if you maybe listened to our last podcast and now you want to get started, we're just going to talk about different ways to do that um, because I think taking the next step sometimes feels intimidating. Um, so let's just dive in with that. Um, Nick, what are ways that you suggest starting out if someone came up to you and said, hey, I want to be a minimalist, what should I do first? What you should do first is pick just one place in your home and start right there. Just one place. It doesn't even have to be a full room. Like, I remember details. We were just talking earlier where we started. We disagreed where 
where we thought we started, but I remember clearly we mentioned in the last podcast that we mentioned or that we watched the documentary Minimalism. And that was on a Saturday leading into our spring break. We were both teaching at the time and we had a whole week ahead of us of staying home. I think, yeah, we were home for spring break this past year. And it was on Saturday leading into that week. And right after we watched that documentary, we started and we picked the food pantry. We started right there and it wasn't that hard. I think it took us maybe 40 minutes, I'm guessing. And we had a pretty big food pantry, which we no longer have a food pantry, but, uh, the food pantry took us about 40 min- minutes to go through. We got about a bag or two of things that we n- never used or we didn't need anymore. We trashed that. We took everything out. We reorganized the things that we wanted to keep and we put it back in. And we may have done a little bit more that day, but that was one place that we picked and we finished that day in a very short amount of time. So if I was talking to somebody, that was interested in starting, I would say just pick one place, start there, and then pick a second place. So kind of one one step at a time. And I guess, even though I thought we started with our closets, I guess we picked something, you know, small enough to finish in one period, smaller period of time. Because when you finish something, you get that satisfaction of actually completing something and then you're more motivated to move forward. So I do agree that that would be a good place to start where we started the pantry. Um, I also would say that it could be just a place in your house that is kind of a point of pain in your life. Like if the, if you have a toy room or a playroom in your house and you see that every day and you think about what a mess it is and how much stuff is in it, and it gives you anxiety every day, then maybe that's a good place to start. Unless it's a really large task, I would pick something that is going to take you less than half a day to do. Maybe, yeah, probably less than that. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Maybe even just a junk drawer. Yeah, that makes sense. So something small, something that you can finish all at once, or a place that kind of brings you anxiety, and a place that when you finish it, you're going to feel a lot better. So I think what we did from there is we went all in and within a week we kind of tackled most of our entire house and at that time we were living in a four-bedroom home. That's not the approach everyone is going to want to take and that's not the approach that everyone is going to be able to take. So I think that there's two ways you can do it. You can go all in if you have the time. If you have vacation time that you're not you weren't going to use maybe take a few days off and this is going to benefit your life. So it's a purposeful way to use it. Or you can just, you know, take it one weekend at a time, one room at a time. Yeah. That may seem pretty long, but over time you're going to see the benefits of it for sure. But going to another question, what places did you find most, most satisfying when you started to declutter? Yeah. Um, I found my closet to be a hugely satisfying place because I just always, I've always been, I feel like this is a typical girl thing. I feel like I have a closet full of clothes and I don't actually have any clothes because I don't have anything that I actually like to wear. And I think that kind of stemmed from the fact that it was just full of clothes, full of stuff, completely unorganized. And now um, that we have so much less, both of us in our closet that we share, like this tiny closet that we share now, um, 
it's so much easier to get dressed. I just don't have many options, so I don't have the decision fatigue that I would normally get in a morning. Um, and then also our master bedroom in our old house and in our house now. Before, I feel like it was just like a holding place for stuff, just random stuff, stuff I was going to return to the store, um, random Gemma toys, random piles of laundry, which to be honest, we do have some piles of laundry in ours now, but um, that's not always the case. But that was a place where now it's peaceful, now it's calming, it's a place for rest, and it's not just a cluttered mess. What about you, Nick? What were some satisfying spots in the home for you? I think it was basically the same for me. Clothes, even though I liked all my clothes before, I definitely had a lot of, I think what a lot of Americans have, I had a lot of t-shirts. I had a lot of t-shirts from things of events that I was a part of or that I did, and I just wanted to hold on to, and I couldn't let go. Um, but I just had way too many. I didn't, I don't need all those t-shirts and probably 80% of them I would not wear. I may have liked them, but if there's, I don't know, my other shirts that I wore more often, if they were clean, I always pick those. Uh, same thing with, you know, most of your clothing. There's always something you prefer to wear if it's clean rather than other items. And so I realized that quickly. And so that was easy to get rid of a lot of my clothes, simplify what I had. And I love having organized, neatly folded uh, shirts, shorts, everything. I like everything folded nice and neat, looks organized and well whenever I open up my drawers and that definitely helped that for sure. And then our bedroom, that was a place that was always a little bit of a wreck, kind of hide your mess in your room, what you were talking about. And since we've decluttered and organized our room, that's definitely a place of rest, relaxation, going, you know, going to at the end of the day, you can really have that sense of feeling that calm going to bed and I love that I love that ending to our day yeah and so closet a closet might be a good place to start and I do think that a lot of people start there okay we have a listener question um I posted on Instagram on our Instagram stories and I asked for any questions so we'll answer a listener question anytime we have one Um, hopefully every podcast. So if you would like to also ask a question, go ahead and follow us on Instagram. It's linked in our show notes, but it is at Minimalist Family Podcast. But our first listener question is about what do you do if your spouse isn't on board with minimalism? So you find out about minimalism, you want to kind of take on this lifestyle, but you have a spouse that is not on the same page as you. So Nick, why don't you start us out? Yeah, I think that's probably pretty common rather than two folks coming together, being on the same page at the same time right away. I think the first step is to just have a conversation with your spouse, not to convince them uh, to, to practice downsizing their things, but to talk to them and share your why. Why do you think it's important to put it into your life? and share with them what you think the benefits will bring to you and then start start on your own possessions right there don't don't start on their possessions that may cause conflict but start on your own possessions and then i really think over time them hearing why it's important to you and then them seeing you practice it in your own life and your in your in your house uh, with them i think that's going to have a bigger impact than really trying to convince them right up front at least That's my opinion right off the top of my head. Yeah, and I think the benefits that it will show them by you living it out in your life, um, I think that that is pretty convincing. At least I know if 
if I was watching someone live this lifestyle, you know, it, it would be pretty enticing to me, which it was just through watching the documentary. And that's why we started because we, even in a short period of time through a documentary, saw what other people were doing, living this lifestyle. And if you're living closely to someone and they're seeing you doing this and they're seeing the improvement in your life, then it could be really enticing to them. And another thing I think to, I'll just add this in because for me, um, I kind of had to discover minimalism on my own, I think. And luckily we both kind of discovered it at the same time. But I think Nick wanted to live with minimalistic practices in his life, even before we knew what minimalism was called. And I really never would have adapted that if I didn't discover it on my own. Um, I shouldn't say never, that's not true. But I think for me as a person, just a personal preference is if something is my own idea, I'm more likely to take action on it. And because I was the one who put on this documentary, it was my idea, and I'm like making quotation marks, um, around that because, and, and that made me want to take action. So you could kind of lead them towards things that would show them more about minimalism. It's not just they're watching it in just your life, but maybe they're seeing other people practice it and that might be convincing to them too. Cause let's be honest, even though you love your spouse and they're the closest person to you, you don't always want to say that they're right about things. You don't always want to listen to what they have to say and you're not going to be like gung-ho on everything they have to say that's just real life that's true (laughs) and and nick knows that that's that's totally how i am um unfortunate sometimes but uh maybe that's how your spouse is too maybe that that might be helpful to them to just lead them to different things so my suggestion is definitely the documentary um we've looked we i know that we personally when we started looked up on YouTube, like minimalist house tours, and that kind of helped to just see different people. And you discover different people through that too. And then Joshua Becker is um, someone who we both love, but Nick especially really related to him at first. And he has books and his website is Becoming Minimalist. And he has some great articles on there that you can maybe lead your spouse to as well. Yeah, for sure. I'll check that out. So I think that is it on that question. All right, so before we kind of end this episode, I have two more tips or two more things I want to talk about. The first tip is that I think with minimalism, we automatically think, okay, our possessions, right? That is the main thing. More is less, right? More stuff is less peace, I guess. So we want to have less stuff so that we can have a more joyful, calmer life. So that's what we think right away. Okay, I'm just going to go through my house and get rid of a ton of stuff. But I think one of the first steps, even though we've been talking about first steps this whole episode, before you do anything, it's a good idea to sit down and maybe write it down or think about at least why this is something that is important to you. So like we said with sharing with your spouse, why this would be helpful to your family, um, this that's actually important for you to have in the back of your mind as well because cleaning out your house and getting rid of a ton of stuff and starting a minimalist lifestyle is not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. It takes a long time. So if you don't have kind of that reason why behind it that you can refer back to when you're feeling tired, like you just want to stop, then you might not keep going. And that's what I was really pointing to earlier when talking with a loved one, a spouse that's um, maybe not on board 
is just sharing with them their, your why. That's what I was really pointing to. And we t- I actually was talking about that, not me, but we were talking about that as a faculty at our school at the b- beginning of the school year. You know, oftentimes you look at curriculum, you think, what am I going to teach and how I'm going to teach it? Uh, you look at start, starting out becoming minimalist. How am I going to do it? What, what am I going to do? It's more so about the why. Why do you want to do it? Why do you want to add it into your life? And uh, I think that's going to be what helps you really stick with it for the long run. Hey guys, it's Desiree here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. But right now I'm just taking a quick break to talk about a free resource I made to help you simplify your meal planning process. As a busy new mom with three part-time jobs, I could not figure out how to make a meal plan work. I don't know what it was, but I couldn't even wrap my mind around feeding my family. Now, whoever does meal planning and cooking in your family can benefit from this resource. I talk about how I finally figured out how to simplify the process. It not only helps me stick to my meal plan each week, but it also helps me save money when I grocery shop. If it sounds good to you, check it out at simplejoyfulwell.com slash meal plan. That's simplejoyfulwell.com slash meal plan. The link will be in the show notes too. All right, back to the show. All right, so Nick, what's your why for minimalism? Why it's a part of my life, a part of our life. Yeah. Why I want it to be. Yeah. Well, I want, I want more time with with you and Gemma. Really, I don't want to get caught up into the feeling of needing more. I still am pressured to that. You know, oftentimes, without even thinking about it, wanting to buy things I don't necessarily need. But I don't think that adds value to my life. I really don't, and I don't want Gemma, our daughter, to grow up in a house that you know, talks more about what's on sale. What, what else can we bring? Like we're constantly going out buying things. I don't think that really adds value to our life more. So I think the experiences we have together, the things we do, the time we spend with each other, those are the real things that add value, that add joy, the good things of life. Um, it, it comes by, it really comes by a practical step of owning less. Yeah, I definitely think mine is very similar um just to have less things so that i have more time for the things that matter to do the things that matter and to be with people that matter and to raise Gemma in a home where less is more because i think it's just so common that you know kids have whatever they want and whatever toys they want at any time of year and they just grow up thinking that that's the norm and that's a really easy way to get into debt. So that's a whole nother, another story, but um, it's just a good practice to have in our home and to in a great way that I'm excited to be raising Gemma. Um, the second tip that I have before we kind of wrap this up and the last tip is to be ruthless with your stuff. So when you're starting out, it's going to be hard at first to get rid of things. I know for me it was, um, but then at the same time, it's, it's going to go either one of two ways. It's going to be hard to get rid of stuff or it's going to be like addicting. And I think for me it was both. So, and I think the, the addicting place, even though that is a word with a very negative connotation, it's kind of a good place to be when you're overhauling your home. Yes, there maybe are like two or three things that I look back and I'm like, man, I kind of wish I didn't get rid of that. But my Arnold Schwarzenegger T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but, but those things really aren't going to be, make that much of a difference in my life, so it's not a huge deal. So 
get to that point where you can be more ruthless about your things because it's going to make it a very much faster process. For the example with your closet, if you look at something and you have to think about it for like more than 30 seconds, maybe just get rid of it. Is the things that you actually like and that you actually want to wear, you don't have to think about for more than 30 seconds. Um, so be ruthless with your stuff. So I hope that gave you a few things that you can use to just get started. Um, so I hope that you turn off this podcast if you are in your home right now or if you're like driving home from work or something. I hope you turn off this podcast and get started um, right now. And if you can't get started right now, I hope you write a list. Oh, if you are driving, you get home, you can start your car, start place you can start is your car. That's another great place to start. Yeah. So I hope you, I just, we hope that you get started. And if you have any questions for us, feel free to email us and let us know what you think. And also we would love it if you would subscribe to this podcast. If you like this episode, just hit the subscribe button and give us a review if you're loving it. And we will talk to you next time. This has been an episode of the Minimalist Family Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And if you're loving the podcast, leave us a review on iTunes. It will definitely help us get the word out and help other people discover our podcast. Even better, go ahead and share this with a friend that you know will love it too. We hope to see you back here next week. Until then, cheers to living with less stuff and more joy.